The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. Hello, friends. We're almost at spring. Spring Today, is sprunging. It's about to sprung. I'm loving the longer days, loving the light, loving the time, loving waking up a little later, weirdly. It's all beautiful. It is. And Shifts. we've got a beautiful show for you today. We've got our one of our favorite cosmic kings coming in here to really shed some light on the seasonal change, mm-hmm. the cosmic forecast, mm-hmm. and also doing some speed psychic readings a little later on for our listeners yes. that are his forte beyond belief. Yes. So excited to get to that. Um, but first, Steph, how you doing? How you feeling? Well, everything's very retrograde, and that's fine. We're working through it. I mean, if things can't be retrograde on this show, where can they be? Be. I can't even say a sentence. Can't talk. It's fine. Don't know what's going on. Everything's retrograde, but we're 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 trying to skip the step, keep up with the timing, and also um, I got my period this morning, so it's just like a little rough. Yay! (laughs) Why? It's uh, so hard to be a lady, guys. I feel like yes, it's hard. Yes, I feel like it's doomsday the day before I get my period every time, and I never know why. But. Also, it's at this point in the game, also, it's like things are working. Well, the body clock is on schedule. You know what really works for me Tell is me. that when I have my period and I go to my cabinet and I have all the things that I need to help me get through it, thanks to our partner for this show, Lola Tampons. I fucking love them so much. My two favorite things from their offerings. Yeah. Cramp Care Essential Oil Blend. Love. So good. Rub it on the tummy. Take that time with yourself, guys. It's beautiful. And then the customizable packs. I'm a big fan of the non-applicator tampons. So you can go in. You can cherry pick whatever you need for your... Customize your box. Vaginal. Yes. Vaginal box needs. And it's very exciting to open your front door and have a box of everything you need right before you get hit by the wave. And also not have to leave your house. Well, yeah. You guys, come on. We're on that. For those of you who don't know, Lola is a female-founded company that offers a line of both organic tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. And they also have Sex by Lola, which is gynecologically approved, safe condoms and lubricant that won't upset your pH and make you feel good without making you feel bad. All around the right move in the lady baby sense to just like keep yourself prepared and ready and thriving. And I'm pretty sure that everyone listening to this show is using natural and organic tampons, but you know what would be cool? Because I have a lot of friends who aren't doing that and I get stunned and upset. So you know what you could do is you could ship them a box of Lola and introduce them to the wonders of a tampon with no mystery fibers or chemicals or bleach or any of that stuff. We all need to be transitioning out of the 20th century dominated way of using tampons. Let them know to head over to mylola.com, enter promo code retrograde40, and they'll get 40% off all subscriptions. Look, happy spring. Do it. Do it. Now, uh, without further ado, let's just get right in to the spiritually snatched intel... From Mikey Dimitrovich. Yay. 
Mikey! Welcome to the show. Welcome hey. back to the show. Thank Spiritually you. Snatched is about to take fire. I know. It's about to catch fire. Remember when fire. We, came up, we actually came up with that, Stephanie, at your birthday. Mikey and I were in the corner musing about stuff, and we were and like... You're like, Steph is so spiritually snatched. <laughs> Happy <true>. birthday. It's <laughs> so true. It was such a moment. No, we were talking about what it feels like to be spiritually snatched, too, and, and how... You know, there's these moments of like, what's even going on? I don't even know who I am. And then there's the moment of like, yes, this is me. Yeah. And that's what I always say is that like, why are we aspiring to living our best lives when being like basically functionally consistently okay is more than enough? And for me, basically functionally consistently okay equals spiritually snatched. I couldn't agree more. Right? Yeah, no, that's a a great- It's spiritually snatched or nah. Spring is around the corner. We're zooming in towards the equinox. You know, spring gets sprung, right? That um, Aries fire, right? Aries, uh, the equinox is the 20th. Getting ready for that now. And it's like, to me, that's the, it's a cardinal fire sign, right? The energy of fire popping off. And it's also um, the statement associated with Aries is I am pure being, right? Pure being, not I am a boy, not I am a girl, but just I am, you know? And um, it's also like the number one, right? Is Aries, first sign, first house, all that stuff. So we are still currently in the depths of Pisces, the last sign of the Zodiac, the end of the cycle, and we're still dealing with Mercury retrograde in the middle of Mercury retrograde, which is also retrograde in Pisces, okay? So, mm. What's it all mean, though? Yeah, tell us. It's so much. I mean, the, 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 the way I've been vibing, the way I've been vibing with all my clients about Pisces season is that, you know, it's water. It's, it, it's the ocean. It's not a little bit of water. It's not a trickle. It's not rain. It, it's, it's the ocean. It's the flood. It's the deluge. You know, it's it's mm. so epic. And when you think about water, water can be wonderfully healing and cleansing to irrigate wounds and make sure everything is purified and fresh and delicious. Water can also be stagnant and murky and full of poison and full of toxins, but... And too emotional. Exactly. Well, thank you for going there, Miss Scorpio. You're welcome. Because the water <laughs> element represents the feelings and the emotions and... Not not actually the experience, not the primary experience, not the spirit, not the mind, not how we think about it, not the body, but all of the feelings and associations and impulses and suggestions that could kind of be, you know, coming along with that. So the way we've been breaking down Pisces season is that we're getting all of this water right now, whether we want it or not. And it's flooding in, and it's coming in, and it's pouring in, and it's a trickle, and then it's a flood, it's a tidal, it's all of this water coming in. And it's bringing us the healing that we need, whether we need it, or whether we think we need it or not, whether we know we need it or not. And this is sort of the um, the function of Pisces, right? Pisces also represents the all, right? Everything, the void. Um, and I've been vibing with it from my own practice as like the big cosmic bubble bath, Right, or the big cosmic jacuzzi in which we're all in it and just like, oh, it's so warm and it feels so good. And that's the energy of Pisces where all of this emotional stuff, all of this content comes in, all of these memories from the past. And like, I've had some flashback moments where I felt like I was in my 15 year old body and like was confused. And the theory is, is that. 
Pisces is bringing in the good, the bad, the ugly, the snatched, the confusing, the miserable, the chaotic, the focused. It's, it's all coming in all at once. And the reason that it comes in like that is because it's supposed to disorient us. Pisces is also connected to Neptune, right? The planet of illusions and, and disorientation and, and spectral imagery and like, what was that? And like, what's going on? And the whole theory is, is that Pisces comes in to kind of put us all in the bubble bath, dissolve all of our edges, connect us to everyone and everything and all the potential ideas and ideals and inspirations and chaoses and memories and forget, just literally all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it so that it rises, floods us, submerges us, and then by the time Pisces season is over, we're on dry land. Mm. Ready to fucking go. And even better, we've got Aries inside of us, surging, like throbbing inside of us, being like, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. So we go from almost no individuality and no distinction and no ability to tell right from left or up from down into total individuality, total distinction, total ability to tell up from down, right from left. My tits just got hard Can I, from that revelation. <laughs> can I uh, add an anecdote about this, this concept? It's interesting that you're saying that to me because I feel as we've entered Pisces season actually much more connected to boundaries and much more like, not that I'm trying to individuate, but just that I'm very, very clear on what my personal being has space for or wants to show up for. And maybe that's preparatory for when air is really just like blasted open or no, curious e to hear your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, no, even better. I also did just get my second Reiki attunement, so maybe that's it. Sick. <laughs> maybe well, no, no, Reiki all the dust is falling to the side. In general though, right? yes. You're, so it's it's both things. It's all of the things because yeah. it's Pisces. It's, it's bringing you the healing, making you confront old boundary shit, but yeah. you've been working on boundaries for a minute. Yeah. So maybe now you're actually getting the payoff. I feel that. You know, and as water babies, it's so funny. I had to talk myself down from the ledge the other day when I was I was recording, um, I do weekly readings every week that are elemental readings yeah. through earth, air, water, fire. And I was doing the water reading and I was like, oh my God, I need this medicine. Need to talk myself down from this ledge, you know, of of over experience of of just like TMI, all this stuff going on. And then I was like, oh I'm a Scorpio. I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> right. Know? It was like, we're water signs. So we're supposed to be at home in this territory. Yeah. And we're used to defending and attacking when emotionally overwhelmed, even when it's not Pisces season. Right. So the theory is, is that the flood of the water coming in is going to be less disorienting for us at this time, but it's going to simultaneously bring you the healing, which is that you need killer boundaries. I get it. But if you already have that work inside of you, yeah. then you're going to be like, I got that, and this is how I'm going to meet Pisces. And if you don't, then you are going to have a full experience of not having boundaries in this cycle and to, being fully To show flooded. you that that's what you need. To show you, to work on it. Got it. So the question of what, wh how do so we- So good on me. Very good on okay. you. <laughs> so magically good on you because also- <laughs> Amazing, sweetie. Thank you. I've also, been waiting my whole life for you to sit and tell me that. <laughs> Reiki attunement too is yeah. very intense. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, it usually does not snatch the spirit. It usually blasts the spirit wide open. Right. And then it becomes snatched, you know, as the attunement kind of cooks a little right. bit. So again, so I think the, the the way that I would say what you've done and and you know for listeners to be able to engage fully with this, it's that you want to orient yourself to what healing is Pisces trying to bring you. You mm. want to kind of narrow it down and and get a general sense of 
What am I, what am I being compelled to learn whether I want to learn it or not? Mm. How am I being compelled to heal sometimes in the most delicious ways, whether I want to heal in that way or not? And you sort of get through all of the, you know, obscuring and distorting waters of Pisces, you look for the material that's coming at you and you just orient yourself to it and know that between now and when Aries is pops off on, on the 20th, it's going to keep flooding. So that's really how I've been dealing with all of my clients, all of, all of, you know, everybody who, who I work with is like, it's not over. You want to get a handle on it so that you can ride the wave as opposed to trying to see underwater with your eyes open, you know, so, so that as the water of Pisces does its thing, you kind of have a little bit of sense of a little bit of a sense of what to expect so that when you're surprised and you will be surprised when you're overwhelmed and you will be overwhelmed, you have a general sense of the area from which that overwhelmment is coming. Mm -hmm. And I would say to, to you guys and to everyone, you know, listening, what have you been working with since Pisces started at the, in February 19th? You know, what have you been confronted with? What have you had to engage that you didn't want to engage? What, what have you had to learn to receive that you didn't necessarily know you could receive, wanted to receive, like what have you had to let in? So right? much. Mm. And the theory That's here, real. this yeah. is the fun part, is that once we get to um, uh, a Pisces, I'm mean, sorry, Aries popping off on the 20th, we have eight days of Mercury retrograde to go. Okay, but here's the cool thing. Mercury is retrograde in Pisces. And the imagery that I've been looking at is that it's like, it's almost like one of those cigarette boats, you know, one of those like just very metallic built for speed, like boats, mm -hmm. you know, cutting through the waters of Pisces. That's what I think Mercury's doing. And, you know, we've had just a great conversation about Pisces. Mercury retrograde, we all know what that feels like. The idea is that Mercury retrograde focuses that same sort of, you know, distorting energy, but in, in the area of the mind, you know, and whereas Pisces obscures and confuses everything, Mercury is a little more focused and goes, look at this. You got to prepare for this. This is not working. You got to figure this pattern out. You got to work with that one. So it, it, it's a little more finger waggy in terms of the healing that it provides to us because it's also mental stuff and ugh, technological stuff and just all of the, the kind of high frequency stuff as opposed to Pisces, which is not just emotional, but which is like everything. So the theory is, is that Mercury retrograde in Pisces will be cutting through this emotional material, this all, all of this stuff. And whether we know it or not, helping us to discern what it's about. Okay, so during the last, you know, uh, Mercury went retrograde on the 6th. So that's about two weeks uh, that it's been building up to, to you know, uh, 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 Aries, you know, the equinox on the 20th. So about two weeks that 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 force of Mercury has been messing with our lives, messing with our tech, messing with our, our cars, messing with, with our connections, messing with our travel, all of that stuff, so that we are forced to look at our connection to everything, right? And, and specifically at our connection to everything as it's coming to us through this Pisces water. So wow. then the, the brilliant thing is that once we get to that March 20th, we get another eight days of Mercury retrograde without the influence of the sun in Pisces. So we're going to have this moment between the 20th and the 28th where we're like, OMG, I am here. 
I'm back. I'm hot. I'm standing on dry ground. I'm, 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 I, I did it. I got through the whole freaking Zodiac astrological new year, popping off, ready to go, year-long intentions that I'm going to set, right? All of that juicy, juicy energy. And we're going to have eight more days of Mercury being like, look at what you learned. Look at what you learned. You're not who you thought you were. You're not doing what you thought you were doing. You didn't. You don't actually want what you thought you wanted. And mm. and and if it, if it's not in alignment with you, the force of Mercury is gonna fuck your life up. <laughs> you know, it's gonna like make it not right. It's gonna make it not work. So so try to in those eight days between March 20th and the 28th when Mercury goes direct, try to think critically about where you are, what you're firing on, what you're blowing up, what you're popping off. And just make sure, to the best of your ability, that it's connected to whatever you learned in this time of Pisces, in this time where we're not just individuals, where we are all totally connected, where, where we're not just learning through one thing, we're learning through each other and through everything in this very, you know, and when you think about boundaries, like we've been talking about, plenty of people don't like being connected to everything. Right. It's overwhelming. It's right. freaky. Like people who don't like hallucinogens don't like being connected to everything. Right. You know, it's or or any of those kind of, you know, manufactured experiences. Pisces is that experience of like, uh, um, you know, full connection to all of it. So how do you feel about that? How do you you know, you guys and how and, and, and listeners, how do you feel about connecting to everything? And the theory is, is that when you connect to everything, you get a sense of where you could be of service or where you could fit in or where you don't want to be touching something, where you actually want to back right. way off. So, so everything we've been learning and are learning right now has that layer of, of everything <laughs> inside of it and learning through that connection. So, so notice now, as we're still in Pisces, with Mercury retrograde, what are you learning about your connection to everything? How does it make you feel? Are you an entrepreneur that is like, oh, I could take this feeling of connection and make so much money off of it? Or are you, you know, a public servant or a healer who's like, whoa, I just got so much download from this Pisces moment. When I start my astrological new year, like, I better make sure that I am an individual who has just emerged from this these waters of connection. I got to remember that I solo am still connected to everything and I got to conduct myself as though I am. Another way of saying it is more empathy, more compassion, more unity, right? In in all of our decisions. It's also kind of making me think about the test of how willing are you how capable are you to be in the flow? Mm -hmm. And if you're not going with the flow and in the moment and leaning into your alignment, then you will get fucked up by this Mercury. Well, it's it's true. And it's, it's even a little more focused. I'm going to focus what you're saying even just a little bit more, which is that it's not just, it's not just that, you know, performance concept, high performance concept. It's not actually just alignment. It's not even just about flow. It's actually saying that, we go through a whole astrological year, a whole cycle of the zodiac, thinking that our flow state is what it needs to be, right? And 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 working with that to the best of our ability. Okay. And the theory is, is that Pisces comes in because 
we don't even know that we're not in ideal alignment or in ideal flow. So it comes in to dissolve. It's the dissolving function of Pisces. Right. And and so it's a so to connect it to what you're saying, Mercury retrograde through Pisces is is harnessing the mind to look at what what wants to be dissolved or what's ready to be dissolved or like how to focus the flow After of Pisces. After a full year of the all of the lessons that we've integrated. Exactly. Okay. So it really Pisces doesn't doesn't care about your old flow state. Pisces says there's something better underneath there. So even if you feel like you're in hell, on the other side of Pisces, you will have more flow. It's kind of interesting that the Mercury retrograde is in the sign of Pisces where it is the end of the year because it's kind of like, one last check. Ding, 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 ding. And even trippier, yeah. on the equinox, it's a Libra full moon. And, and the moon is in zero degrees Libra, which is the first day of fall. So there's going to be... Oh, it's going to be a full moon in fall. Full moon. That's like the anecdote to this, right? In a weird way. So yeah. the way that I'm reading it, again, I'm not an can astrologer you, Can you come first. back then? I would love to. <laughs> Great. The, the vibe is, is, is almost that it's like the full moon on that day, you know, Libra makes the energy... I mean, the full moon makes the energy rise, and Libra makes us think about the other, not about the all, but about the other. And so whatever decisions we're making or actions we're taking, we immediately factor in the other. So what's cool, and as we're talking about it now, maybe it's like we get to that Aries moment, we're still learning the lessons of about what it's like to be connected to all and where we're comfortable with that, where we're uncomfortable, where we want to run with that. And then on that day of the equinox, we get this lunar download inside, personally, intimately, that it's like, okay, maybe I can't fully be conscious about what happened in Pisces until this retrograde is over, but today... I can look at who I'm working with. I can look at who's across the table from me, ladies. I can Hello. look at my partner. I can look at my bestie. I can look at, you know, a client or a colleague or, or who knows, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's the, it's the other. And so it's almost like rather than having to process what does all this Pisces mean, it's like how can I use what I've learned to be a, a super strong, powerful, you know, Aries-based individual while also factoring in the humanity of the person sitting across from me. Mm. I think this is very important in these times of hot-headed, you know, political, you know, uh, what do you chaos. Mean? What do you mean? Right? No, it's, it's well, it's the idea <laughs> no, is I'm that kidding. like, no, I know you know, but I'm saying in all seriousness, Fully it's like, denial. yeah, is, is that, is haven't that, been watching, but we, and it's fine. Yeah. It's fine if you're if you don't actually know what's going on as long as when you are sitting across from hate and violence and subjugation that you are able to look in the eyes of 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 that humanity and make decisions factoring that humanity into yourself and into your choices. Mm. Right? It 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 we have to be the ones that do that. Sure. We have to be the ones that do that. So I think it's a cool moment of like, whoa, so much energy to make us internally and intimately consider the other, whomever is across from us on this day of the equinox, which again, just like textbook equinox moment is new, hot. Popping off, um, Easter season, rebirth, you know, re... <laughs> the Easter bunny, motherfucker! <laughs> exactly. Well, no, also, like, you know, I mean, we know this, but that the Easter bunny was was because of fertility, 
right? The bunny vibes, I'm sure it was Hallmark did, I too. I did not, not know that. But We're yeah, talking so, with two Jews. <laughs> no, but but I love it. I mean, the, the, uh, the ram's <laughs> no, horn. No, but it's okay that you're Jewish. <laughs> no, the ram's horn. I mean, the ram is also associated with Aries, the blowing of the freaking sure. horn, you know, all of that the stuff. The shofar. The shofar. Mm. It's, it's all of those kind of new, popping off rebirth things. And again, textbook is that, you know, uh, uh, full moons are closings of cycles, peaks of energies, sure. thank yous, and and stuff we're saying peace out to. Exactly. And thank you, next. And, thank and, you. But the Aries is a simultaneously initiatory energy, the first light, you know, the first popping off. So, so it, in a weird way, when you think of it like that, with the full moon in Libra and the sun in Aries on that day, because that's what the equinox is when the sun goes into, into that new sign of zero degree Aries, there's going to be, it's almost like this whole big ocean fishbowl of Pisces season gets compartmentalized in a really stable way. Interesting. It's almost like we get there and it's like, oh, now because of this mercuric energy, I can look back at all of the stuff that's happened and I see where I am. I see where I'm at. I see what I've been working with. So the, the challenge as we approach this equinox is to connect with as much clarity in the middle of Pisces as you can, while also remembering that Pisces' job is to destroy clarity, to dissolve the edges, to make it all disappear. Murky waters. Murky waters. Or healing waters. Mm -hmm. All of the above. Mm. And to, to let those currents run and the flows kind of come in. And that that's why we've been working with the uh, imagery of, of the flood, of like the water comes in, it breaks what isn't working, it irrigates what needs to be cleansed, it reveals structures that were underneath what I thought was a trash pile. It's actually a foundation. How lovely. But if the flood hadn't come in, I wouldn't have known that there was buried treasure there. You know, and then once Thank goodness it for the water damage. Uh, Elizabeth, that's <laughs> your full on Pisces season lesson right now. It's true. I know oh, it's a great example. Yeah. So funny. It's a great example. And 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 this is, you know, to to bring it all back around to the like the spiritual concept, the spiritual idea. The idea is is that your spirit, your soul the part of you that, I've been saying this to, to people, clients a lot lately, right? Always remember that when you're getting a reading, when you're getting guidance of any kind, the reason why it works is not because the answer is in the card. It's not because the answer is in the healer. It's because the answer exists inside of you. Mm. And you're exposing yourself to these different reflections of what might be the answer, waiting for that thing that's inside of you to light up and go, that's it. That's what I got. And that's the answer. And the theory is, is that that is the voice of Aries. That's the I am. That's the spirit. That's the soul that that knows the truth and that that knows what's up and that and that's actually that is actually literally like here for this, right? Mm. And the theory is, is that in Pisces season, the only thing that could possibly see clearly is the soul. The mind must dissolve, the body must dissolve, the feelings are refreshed and renewed and flushed away. You know, it it all changes. The only thing that can see clearly is the spirit. But guess what? Spirit doesn't speak like that. <laughs> you know, the I am just says I am. It it witnesses, it, it watches, it experiences. So the thing to remember about this is that there is a part of you right now, no matter what is happening to you, no matter how overwhelming it is, there's a part of you that knows what's up. And I think maybe the best way to orient yourself during Pisces season is to know that you are about to step into the part of you that just knows what's up. Yes. They are going to have 
all of their own problems, comments, concerns, questions, whatever, when they get there. But in the midst of this, you can almost trick yourself into connecting with your spirit by just reminding yourself what the spirit knows, which is that no matter how shitty it seems, it's going to lead towards healing. Mm. No matter how scary it is, it's leading towards healing. No matter how joyful it is, you're going to learn a lesson. So don't get too comfy in the joy. Dead. <laughs> you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to come back. It's going to come back around like that. So the thing to remember is that there is always a part of you that even if it doesn't know what's going on, can at least remember that. That that uh, I mean, the way I like to say it is that if if there is a vast cosmic conspiracy, it is a trend towards things being better mm. and healing and balancing and and becoming more peaceful. You know, and and it's happening all around us all the time. It's not always covered, you know. But when I say that, do you feel like that's bullshit inside of your heart and inside of your guts, or do you kind of low key know it to be true? I know it to be true. Know it to be true. And. Y'all started this project long before you knew it to be true. True. Right? And now you've provided a home true. and a space for people to reveal themselves and see what sticks and see what connects. And I just think that the vast conspiracy at the end of the day is that if we can observe that things are basically trending in that positive direction, and if we remember that the soul never forgets that, then the question of why do we do spiritual practice? Why do we do readings? Why do we do all of this stuff? It's actually to empower that sense of self within that knows what it needs and when, you know, knows how to connect and when, you know, knows, knows, knows that it's all good. I think that's the most powerful thing. And like, I really want people to like rewind and hear that and like really listen to that because so many people are struggling and suffering today and are experiencing difficult lessons that they feel that, that they don't understand why. And, you know, we're seeing people killing themselves, like, in crazy numbers. Like, there's so much pressure inside and outside right now. And I think giving yourself permission or um, a place to land, knowing that whatever the struggle you're going through isn't there to harm you, hurt you, or make you want to take your own life or, totally. or do something crazy, it's there to guide you into a place of light. And I just think that that is... If there's one thing that I feel like all of our job is to spread, it's like that reality. Let's take a moment to give love to one of our partners today. Hi. As we welcome the new season, I think we can strut into spring with a fab new pair of shoes. Ooh, I love that idea. Don't you think? There's nothing that feels better when the seasons change than a fresh fit. A revamp. A yes. wardrobe revamp. Yes. Even if it's just like one or two new pieces. Yes. Obviously, when strutting, we want to be comfortable. Mm. Cue our friends at Rothy's. Hello, friends. Bringing us a sustainable and comfortable, beautiful flat shoe. Can I tell you the ones that I've been rocking lately? Please tell. They're so cute. They're What I love about Rothy's is they give you the opportunity to have fun with color without it being like too overbearing or too much of a commitment. And I was able to get my hands on uh, a little yellow number. Ooh. And they're like bumblebee yellow. Mm. And I wear them when I just, I'm like, oh, I'm wearing black and white or just all blue or one color. And then I'm like, hey, this really judges my outfit up. The color options are amazing. The style options are amazing. And even more, I would say most amazing is the fact that these shoes are made from recycled plastic water bottles. Like how does that happen? And it, it makes 
the softest, most like wearable shoe on your foot that can go in the washing machine. I was going to say sockless, have no fear, throw them in the washer and you're back to square one. It's so fantastic. We're obviously, you know, we're fans. I have friends texting me all the time saying like, are you really into Rothy's? Like, what's the deal? We wouldn't be talking about them this much if we didn't love them. So true. Trust us. So true. I'm such a fan. The black pointed is just a staple in my wardrobe. I love them so much. I'm wearing them right now, as you can see. So cute. Love them so much. So we want you all to try Rothy's. Go ahead and head over to rothys.com and enter the promo code retrograde. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com. You will get your pair of shoes. When you order a pair of shoes, you'll have free shipping, free returns, so it's very low commitment. And uh, comfortable, stylish, sustainable, free shipping. What else is there? Sachet Chante, baby. <laughs> this feels like the perfect time to segue into our callers. Yes. And I must shout out John Hill, our dear friend, who inspired this segment because you're on his show, The Feels, on Andy Radio. How often? Like uh, once a month. Once a month. Yeah. And it's the most fun episode ever. To, I mean, I listen to him. All the time, the but best. it's just and if you anyone has Sirius XM, John Hill, The Feels, yeah. Thursdays, Thursdays, so good, and you do speed readings. Yep, we do, which you're incredible at. So we thought we would um, utilize that talent so you could spill some cosmic tea yes. for some listeners. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. First caller. Hello, Stephanie. Hi. Hi, it's Elizabeth and Stephanie from Hi. That's a Retrograde. How's it going? Oh my gosh. Hi. Hi. Did you think this was your bank? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Did you think this was your bank or like a creditor telling you that you're gonna be in trouble? <laughs> Uh, no, I was knocking. I thought it was an alarm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> LOL. Well, here it's the spiritual alarm that you've been waiting for. Here we are. We've got um Psychic Mike here. That's that Edible spirit, lady. Edible yeah. spirit. spirit. I know, but she's in residence. But that's <laughs> but that is actually who's reading yes. for you. Um so how this is we're doing speed readings today. So get uh-huh. your question ready and uh, okay. and let we'll let it rip. And we'll just we'll just be here silently listening, praying, weighing it, holding space. Okay. What are you looking into? What Great. do you what do you want to know about? Um, I was kind of thinking about possibly moving and but i'm not sure if i want to or not um okay well that's great you you um okay i'm seeing what happens uh when we tune into this question of you moving it's actually the heart chakra that lights up um so yeah i would actually say you're you're diagnosing the the answer in the question by saying how do you actually feel what are you looking for you know what is um it, it says that this isn't about place. It isn't about your self-concept. It isn't about, you know, your energy. It's not about your mojo. It really feels like you're looking for something, like you're looking for a sense of of wholeness and a sense of completion. And it's beating very much in the heart right now. And the idea here would actually be, it's almost like that thing where they say about relationships, right? Where you want to be a whole person and a whole relationship and not two halves coming together to try to make a whole. And it feels mm-hmm. like, it, it almost feels like if you moved, you would sort of be looking for that complementary piece. Um, and I would just say, based on where we're at in in the skies and in, in the astrology of this moment, that... I would look into this and and ask what are the questions and what are the primary motivations behind your desire to move? My sense is that it's like, 
what do I want in my life? How do I want to feel? What am I really looking for? What am I looking to welcome into my life? What am I looking to call in? Because in the tail end of Pisces season, where we find ourselves right now, it, it would be very hard to kind of cut a clear path from here to where you want to go and kind of have it all work out really well. It, it's more mm-hmm. so like you want to take these these few weeks to tune into the intention behind it. I, I want... I want completion, I want wholeness, I want mojo, I want magic in my life, and and try to articulate that a little bit more, like what moving would bring to you. And then over the course of the next couple of weeks, try to give that to yourself here and now. My sense is, is that you'll be able to find that kind of feeling of completion from within the circumstances that you find yourself in now, rather than having to go somewhere else and kind of just keep looking for these these motivating forces. Does that make sense? Yeah, so that's actually exactly how I feel. Like, I feel like I'm looking for something and I don't know what it is right now. Yeah. So the one thing I thought was like, oh, maybe moving, because it just seemed obvious. But I, that's like basically exactly how I feel. Fantastic. I mean, I love to hear that. The other thing I would say to you here is, you know, rather than going with the flow, I think you're a person who likes to identify with going with the flow. I would adjust that statement and turn it into I'm riding the wave. So as opposed to like seeing where the currents take you, which is more going with the flow, like see how I feel on this day or see what happens at this time. If you if you look into these ideas of what is motivating me, what am I looking for? What am I really trying to get? Then you keep your eyes peeled for a wave that's like cresting and riding in that direction. And then you can ride in a slightly more focused way like riding a wave in the direction that you want to go in as opposed to sort of floating and feeling like you're trying to go with the flow. Make sense? Yes, that makes total sense, yeah. Yes, good. Okay, well, thank you so much for calling. Thanks for your question. Thank you so so much. much. Have a great day. Good luck, Stephanie. Keep us posted. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I will. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Hello? Sarah, hi. It's Elizabeth and Stephanie from That's So Retrograde. Hi. Hi. Um, we have Mikey Dimitrovich, a.k.a. Edible Spirit, here to answer your question that you have. Awesome. Um, well, I'm just wondering what project I should start next and when I should start it. Ooh, what a good question. Okay, great. So, Okay, so uh, when I do a reading like this, uh, I tune into your energy bodies, your mojo, your flow to see kind of what's coming up, what wants to be worked with, what's ready to fly, what's ready to move. And there's um, there's a, a huge bubble, ball of energy in between your second and third chakras on the right side of your body. That's what I'm picking up here. And it it, it looks like I mean, it's 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 like that. Re- it's a really beautiful, deep garnet blood color, um, really, really deep, really visceral. And we're talking second and third. Okay, so what this means is it means that there's something that's hanging out in between the realm of your deepest passions and in and 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 the realm of like your your greatest excellence in the world, and it's deep, it's dark, it's powerful. It's going to require you to literally like blood, sweat, and tears, right? To be put into it, to move it out of the place of theory and out of the place of feeling and into the place of like popping it off into the world. So does that, when I say that to you, does that bring up um, any one of these projects? Does that resonate with anything? 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, so, so no. So then the other thing that, that comes up with this is a sense that it's almost like you've been keeping this to yourself and it's, it's, it's like you haven't really tucked it away away, but you're, you're keeping it in that sort of gestational place. And the theory here is that you don't need to follow, this is great, and this is by way of timeline. You don't need to finish this project, but you need to get it going, you need to get it up, and most importantly, you need to get it to that point where it's ready to be looked at and engaged by someone else, um, where it's ready to be, you know, like harmonized with, so that if you're singing a little tune, you gotta get that tune into a, 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 a snatched enough place that someone else can hear it and sort of harmonize and sing along with it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, okay, great. it definitely does. So so the vibe here is that you want to stick with that. And um, my, my feeling is, is that, oh, perfect. It's going to carry you through uh, Mercury retrograde. So the theory is Mercury retrograde started March 6th. You want to ride, mm -hmm. you want to actually use Mercury retrograde, which goes until the 28th of March, to get into this, to open this up, to figure it out and to 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 push it out into the world a little bit more. And then my sense is, is that once Mercury goes direct on the 28th, you'll actually want to put this project away for a time and then mm -hmm. and then um, and then move on to something that's a little more tangible. And I would even say like uh, that you kind of know is going to bring you some money and that requires a lot of work, but not blood, sweat and tears. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's a little it's more grunt. Totally does. Totally does. Great. Love that. That yeah. feels great. We love hearing that. So, and that gives you a sense of good timing. Yeah, absolutely. Because I've kind of had two projects that sort of sounds like get started on the one that's going to be way more complex and way harder. Yeah. Now and then put it away and then do the one that's going to be a little bit easier yep. after the retrograde. And 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 then also just knowing that the one that's going to be a little bit harder is not going to be hard because it's annoying. It's going to be hard because you got to keep digging and investing personally in it. Really like letting right. blood, getting into your oomph, your juice, your material to 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 fill that out and color it out because that's what it needs. It needs your passion in order to get someone else's passion to kind of come along and 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 harmonize with it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Great. Thank you so much for thanks, calling. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. Well, thanks. Thanks, guys. Good luck. Talk to you later. Hello. Hey, it's Elizabeth and Stephanie from oh, That's a Retrograde. Hey, girl. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Are you ready for your psychic reading? Yeah. What's up? I am super ready. <gasps> okay. How exciting. This is Michael. So excited to talk to you. Hi. Hi. What's your question? You have a question ready for you for us today? Yes. I am curious. So I'm on my journey to becoming a Reiki healer. Yes. Trying awesome. to quit my um, corporate marketing super stressful job. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I am curious, like a good next step for me in my journey to becoming a healer. Like what mm. is a a good thing for me to open up my healing? Yeah. Great question. It's, so, so let me give you um, something that I wish someone had told me early on. When you are doing your Reiki thing, it's incredibly powerful. It's, it's, it's going to change your life. It's going to continue to change your life. It usually takes like six months to a year for a Reiki attunement to really like settle in and, and cook. And one of the things I'm going to dive in and do the reading, but I just want to share this with you is that one of the things to remember is that 
all of the spiritual mojo, all of the stuff that's coming in, it's not just coming in to financially support us and make it so that we don't have to do the annoying jobs that we don't want to do. It's coming in to give us a way of doing our service and to give us a way of giving back and to learn all of the lessons and all of the, you know, complications and challenges of of desiring to give from the heart as a healer, as a, as a servant of the light, right? So one of the, 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 the common misconceptions is that it's an either or proposition and that I go from the job that I don't like into this healing job, which, which honest to God has so many annoying business highs and lows that come along with it, that what I'm really passionate about sharing with people is that you're exposing yourself to all of this light to, to tap into gifts and skills that you sort of knew you had, but now are going to be really, really, really working with. The, the challenge is to figure out viable, marketable ways of doing your thing in the world with that mojo flowing through your fingers. And honest to God, the best Reiki practitioners that I've ever worked with do something else entirely. And only after they're mm-hmm. done providing the service that they've provided, do they then tell me that they're a Reiki healer. And I'm like, oh, that's why I was seeing like violet flowers of life while you were, you know, mm-hmm. giving me a facial, you know? So what I want, what I wanted, why I wanted to go into that and why I think the guides are bringing this through is because that's your business mind. That's your business brain that doesn't need to figure anything out, that just needs to keep their eyes peeled for for spaces and forums where someone with a little bit of little bit more light can come in and kind of transform and change things just by their presence. Does that make sense? Totally. Awesome. Great. It's so it's a funny <laughs> thing that happens when you're doing readings too and as a healer, you know, maybe you've experienced this before where it's almost like you can't move on until you've communicated the message or gotten the mojo across that needs to be gotten across. So that's communicated, we're going to move on. Um, the other part of this, uh, in terms of your own healing practice, sick, 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 is um, <laughs> is uh, uh, heart based boundaries. Um, so I would actually say that that's that's the next step for you is continue chasing the light, continue going for mind bending, expansive, cathartic experiences, mainly because. You got to develop some more boundaries around your heart, around yourself, around your gift. I would just say, based on what I'm looking at, what I'm sensing from you, is that you probably uh, got pushed around um, a lot in a lot of different jobs that you have uh, because you're you're trying to advocate for yourself as a worker when really you're a healer. Um, and so right. what's going to happen now is that you start tapping into who you truly are and acting as such, and people will come for you. People will throw shade at you and throw shade at you and do all sorts of annoying things. But and, and especially as you grow and grow and grow, as your light gets stronger, as you expose yourself to more wacky, wonderful things. P.S. That is a read. I'm saying like, go for the sound baths, go for the float tanks, go for the, you know, yes. transcendental sweat lodges. And, and there are oftentimes moments to not go chasing all that stuff, to get grounded and centered and all that. But what we're prescribing for you here is that you got to go and blow your heart space out, get more in, get too much in. Because when you are overexposed and you've got creepers from the corners coming at you being like, ooh, she's got all this light. She's got all this light. She's got all this light. That's when you're going to be able to be like, I am not a worker. I am a healer. Back up. (laughs) How does that feel? Does that resonate? Yeah, no. um, Actually, my husband's going floating tomorrow. So I'm like, maybe I want to 
go with him. That sounds pretty cool. It's, wow. it's so great. And the idea is, is, <laughs> is floating in Pisces season is the best because Pisces is the ocean. Pisces is the water. Pisces is the emotions. Pisces is all of the feels without being able to tell what is what from what from what. And this is a very specific space for healing because it exposes you to the all. It exposes you to the void. It exposes you to the unconscious. So you going into a float tank and just making peace with that space and relaxing into that space and feeling good in that space initiates this tremendous amount of healing because it simultaneously expands and opens your heart but also shows you like where you need protection. You know, if you freak out and you got to adjust and make yourself comfortable or, you know, uh, uh, turn a light on because it's too dark, but then you turn that light off and it's really nice and dark and you're like, whoa, this feels good. Theory is you'll come out of there with a bigger, more open heart. And that's probably, you know, when when someone's going to be like, don't you want to purchase, you know, 17 float sessions right now? And then you could be like, mm-hmm. actually, my heart is wide open. I'm going to process this for a little while and I'll make that decision a little bit later. See, so like open your heart so that you can find the the ideal boundaries for that open heart. And you open your heart by going to the trippiest, craziest, most wonderful, fun, wild things that you can think of. I can't wait. I'm so excited for all of these weird experiences. Yes. I'm totally going to dive in. Yes. <laughs> Keep us posted. Please. <laughs> digital. Cool. Take us on a digital journey of your trippy <laughs> Pisces season. Yeah. Thanks so much exactly. for calling. Thank you for calling. Thanks, guys. Bye. Namaste Bye. listening. Hello. Kira? Yeah. Hey, it's Elizabeth and Stephanie from That's So Retrograde. How you doing? Hello. Oh, hello. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best. (laughs) We're here with Michael Dimitrovich, and he's prepared to give you a little psychic reading. You down for it? I'm down. Yes. I'm going to take my puppy out, but I'm ready. Yes. Do you have a question, Kira? Something you want to look into today? Anything you want to talk about? Um, I was just wondering, as far as my career path, I guess I like kind of do a lot of different things, and I just didn't know if I should par it down and just focus on one thing, or if I should kind of expand into all these different things. My love, I, I, so what, what's, what I see when you ask this question is, um, a, a spacious, uh, a cranium, right? A, a big, beautiful skull that's your head. And there's a candle inside and a light that's flickering inside. And the flame is really, really steady. So I, I would just, I'm, thank you for the clarity of, the, of, of your question. And I, I'm going to make it really simple. I, I would say, based on what I'm looking at here, one thing, focus on one thing. This just says that there is insight and light and brilliance inside your head that is very, um, it's a candle. So it's, it's a little delicate. Um, and with, with all sorts of other winds and all sorts of other flames in there, it gets too hot. They blow out, all sorts of stuff happens. So we are seeing eye to eye or maybe third eye to third eye on this, which is to say that like your inspiration and the ideas in your head need to be nurtured gently and specifically and not generally, thoroughly, aggressively, you know, vaguely and all over the place. It's like one thing with a lot of care and mojo behind it is going to be way better than 17 things, you know, that you do with each of your fingers, you know. How does that feel? Does that resonate? I mean, it feels good. I guess I just, I have worked at the hospital for a long time. It's been a long time in a medical career, but I want to go in different directions. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I've been called to. And so then I just, 
but it's hard to give up when you have such a stable job to go like into a creative different lane, I guess. Well, the thing to remember here is that this is, you know, thought and intention always precedes the action and the manifestation. And something I always, you know, been doing readings for a really long time and have always advised people, you, you don't need a psychic to know your bottom line. You know, where your bottom right. line is and what you need to do and what you need to make, you know, that that's that's a really wonderful reason to be in the profession that you're in and to remember that, you know, one of the ways that you can free up some energy from that, too, is to remember that you are in, in a service-based healing profession, too. You know, you are in, right. in the medical. And it, it just – it helps to shift over gradually, especially because – you're not going from stable job to stable job. You're going from stable job to brilliant inspiration inside of my mind that needs to be nurtured lovingly and carefully in order to grow from a flicker into a flame and to like, you know, take over my region. That's what I'm hearing. It's not It's not that you're going to take over the world, but that what's inside of your head could have a very, you know, a, a thorough, rich regional reach. So that's the other way I would say is that, like, don't just think about what you want to do. Think about where you want to do it, who you want to do it for, how you're going to get it to them, and and then prioritize in the way that you budget and balance, you know, because budget is not just, uh, 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 you know, money. Budget is time, right. energy, and money. So So you may have to you know, burn a little bit of extra time or, you know, rest a little extra one day so that the following day you can put a little time into nurturing this insight that's inside of your mind. But in general, I feel like there's money to be made here. It's just not going to come super rapidly. You know, it's a transition. Okay. Right. Um, overwhelming. Okay. <laughs> How's that feel? Um, <laughs> did you say it's overwhelming? Well, yeah, I guess because I like literally just got him from work and then I just, and so now I just feel like running in a million directions, which I guess is my, always my problem is that I just feel like I'm always running in a million directions. So it's good to know that I should be channeling one thing, I guess. Look, and it's, it's part of what's going on in Pisces season is that everything seems like a good idea, even the bad ideas. And so yes. it, it's, it's a huge flood coming in. So what I would say to you is not what just seems like a good idea in the world around me, but but what is the most important thing inside of me? You know, do that like inner prioritization so that you don't spend time working on something that you only 50% care about. You know, start with what you're passionate about because whatever you're passionate about, other people are going to be passionate about. And again, you're not, you don't need to appeal to everyone in the world, but my sense is, is that you have a particular audience, a particular market and a particular region um, that, that you're reaching. So by all means, yes, definitely don't go in a million directions, focus and think about what matters most to you and how you're going to get it to the people that it also matters to. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good luck, no, my dear. Ma makes total sense. Beautiful. Good. Good. Well, Thank you so much. Thank you all so much. It's <laughs> nice to hear your voices. Great to hear yours, too. Have a good one. Good, good luck. Day. Bye. Bye. Hello? Mia? Mia. Hi. Oh, hi, Grace. Oh, no. Hey, it's um, Falcon flying in. And Elizabeth? <laughs> From that retrograde. Oh, oh <laughs> What's up? Who's Grace? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you guys were um, someone from my work calling me because uh, my work 
my coworkers' numbers come up as unknown. Oh, nope, sketchy. <laughs> um, we've got Michael Dimitrovich here to answer a uh, psychic query you might have. Oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Okay, do I just get straight to the question? Or yeah, absolutely. More information? Go on in, girl. Okay. So my question is mostly around my career. Um, I like what I do and I feel passionate about what I do, but I also feel like I should be doing something different or something more. So my question was just, am I on the right career path for me? Should I be looking for something else? Um, I just wanted to sort of hear his perspective on my career no it's that, great. that aspect of my life it's great you know what i would say here is uh i mean i what i first want to acknowledge is that i feel that your kind of career-based excellence was has been very important to you for a really long time and mm-hmm. i want to acknowledge that you've kind of already done what you said you were going to do okay mm-hmm. and I just think that's you got to start from that point to recognize that you're not actually looking for something new because you, you know because you you haven't done what you needed to do. You I think you're looking for something new because you have done what you said you were going to do. You know. So mm-hmm. when um I tune into your situation, I I actually was shown an ice uh, uh, you know an ice field like a skating rink or like a frozen over pond and what the guidance mm-hmm. is saying here is that low key you're skating by that you're fine you're doing fine yeah. you can continue doing fine you know but but and mm-hmm. ah and i mean like skating by could feel like flow state to 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 you know so many of us that are banging our heads up against a wall again and again and again and again and again but in your case there's a, a an opportunity for refinement of something right for a refinement of yourself and the guidance that i'm receiving mm-hmm. actually says that the issue here is that you're not a skater, you're a visionary. You're not yeah. um, you're not supposed to be, you know, in the masses. Oh, I'm seeing like, you know, Rockefeller Center or Walman Rink. Like you're one of those, you're either like a commentator on the outside of the skating rink, or you're one of those pros in the middle that's doing, you know, triple sal cows or whatever. And mm-hmm. you've got to my sense here is that you could actually stay where you are. And, and gradually reveal or, or carve out a place for you to be more of a visionary. Um, and, and so I would actually start there. I would start by just continuing to, to go to work and do your thing and look for opportunities mm-hmm. where you can lend insight and add your vision to the mix of whatever's on the table, whatever's going on. And you'll sort of be able to take the temperature for how comfortable the world around you is with you becoming a visionary. Right. Because mm-hmm. one of the challenges is that if if everybody that we work with and everybody that we know is used to us just being a skater and skating by, then when you activate your most visionary self, everybody like panics and is like, what's going on? And, you know, good news is yeah. you're not living for them, but bad news is you are working for them and with them. So yeah. mm-hmm. so that's my sense is that this this that what you do is not actually as important as how you do it and and the muscles that you're using and it's like to some extent you are a really brilliant autopilot right now you know you could you could you could just keep going 
Um, but then the question becomes, what do you see around the around the corner? Um, other questions for you to consider. Mm -hmm. um, what wh what would it mean to be a visionary in your field of expertise? What are the trends of your you know, world. Where where are the trends mm -hmm. going? Uh, where is the industry going? How do you see the market shifting? Um, uh, forward thinking. You know, what's around the corner? What's the next thing? It's literally like mm -hmm. my sense is that if you start asking those kinds of questions in the world that you're already in, everyone will get a chance to get used to you as a visionary. But most importantly, you'll get used to yourself as a visionary, and. And my sense is, is that, let me just see. Hold yep. your card, Paul. And what is going on? Great. And uh, it's wonderful. So yeah, I wanted to pull two cards to back this up and see what was going on. And one of the cards is the Eight of Worlds, the Eight of Pentacles, which is the classic work card. And the other card is the Emperor, right? Which is the, uh, from the Major Arcana, it's a four, you know? Uh, so they're connected. The idea here is that you wanna test this out and almost pretend like you're trying out a new job description in which you're a visionary. And I would strongly encourage you to do this in the work that you're doing right now. And then the idea would be that it'll be time to go right? Uh, my sense is somewhere else. Once you have a clear definition and understanding of the position that you're looking to fill. Okay. So, mm -hmm. so, so you're opening up to the visionary tendencies and the work that you're already doing, seeing how that flies with everybody else, seeing how that flies with yourself. And then my sense is most likely this is going to hit you hmm, round about the yeah, we're, we're dipping into April. So round about like end of the first week into the second week of April, once Mercury retrograde mm -hmm. has unpacked herself a little bit, my sense is, is that then you'll, you'll have more of an understanding about who you are now as a worker and, and most importantly, who you are now as a visionary. And then it's almost like it's going to mm -hmm. be no big deal. You're going to look at that and be like, oh, cute. I have a new job description. That means I have to do a new resume that really just takes everything you've ever done and adjusts it ever so slightly to make it sound more like it's coming from a visionary as opposed to an ice skater. Yeah. Okay. How's that feel? Oh gosh, it's so awesome. Is that connected? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I love what I do. You know, I'm a social worker and I feel like I've always sort of wanted to push the boundaries and like be a visionary in my field and, and be um, innovative in terms of how I help my clients and how I help people in the community. So that really rings true to me. And I think that motivates me definitely to sort of, you know, take a different perspective yeah. about where I am and what I am doing. Thank you so That's much awesome. for sharing that. And I, I love that you're already on the ground. You're already, a lot of people mm -hmm. when they ask questions like this, right? Are, it's because they're they're doing something they don't want to be doing in order to get into something else. And a lot of times, you know, that's spirit's way of saying, you know, you can't keep living a life that's just about making your rent. You know, you got to do something that 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 gives of your heart and that gives of your soul to the world. Groovy thing is, yeah. Miss Social Worker, you're already done been doing that for for like twenty five thousand minutes. So mm -hmm. this is next level shit. This is literally like you're leveling up into like Jedi social worker. 
And the bonus is, is you don't blow anything up. You you stay on the ground. You stay in the trenches. You stay in the thick of it because who's better to know how to innovate the industry than one who is in it, you know? And what yeah. I love about this, the other thing I'm just getting with this since you told us what you do is I would say look into, look at the different digital platforms for therapy and for, for connection now, but don't do that. Don't, don't make your innovation be like, I'm going to digitize this. My sense is more so that you can be more visionary than that and maybe somewhere down the line converse with, communicate with, or even partner with some of those digital platforms. But, you know, don't, don't, don't push so hard to get there. I feel like the, the innovations that you can come with might have come up with might have a technological implication, but ultimately they will be about improving the quality of care and the quality of life and the quality of experience for patients and providers. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. That is so insane. And that's so crazy that you picked up on that because that is one of the ways that I was trying to like be innovative or meet the needs of my clients was sort of thinking of this online platform to connect providers and consumers. So you're saying that that's not necessarily the route. I, my point is, is like, why would you develop this from the ground up if someone else has already developed it? Be even more yeah. visionary than that. I say, imagine okay. a world in which everybody is already connected and in which everybody already has what they need. You know, what would yeah. you do then? How would you make it better then? And also look at the day-to-day -day of where you are, how you work, who you work with, what do they need, how could they get it? Mm -hmm. You know, all of us, all of us servants of the light, all of us who are providing service, you know, pretty soon, mm -hmm. I mean, it's already happening thanks to amazing gals like the retrograde gals. Hi. Um, Hello. It's already <laughs> happening. So awesome. But but over time, we are going to take care of each other. Mm -hmm. And we are only mm -hmm. going to take more and better care of each other. And we're going to only create more, better, conscious, balanced, healing economies so that literally mm -hmm. you plug into the mainframe and you're like, mm, I need someone who's like an expert at digital wellness platforms. Oh, check. Mm -hmm. And they're like, wow, that's really mm -hmm. cool because like I need a social worker. <laughs> you know? and you're mm -hmm. like, wow, I got that. Yeah. So I just I just think think of that flagship brick and mortar on the ground experience and, and then think uh -huh. really big picture and let someone else help you provide the tech. OK. OK. All right. OK. Yeah, awesome. sounds good. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, keep us posted. Yeah, definitely. And I love you guys so much. So oh, I'm so thanks. excited I got this call. I completely forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> we love you back. We love you back for sure. Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Yes. That was so many amazing <laughs> downloads in one sitting. I don't even know what to do with myself. Oh, it feels so good to connect. Yeah, it does. I'm turned on by connection. Pisces season, baby. Yeah. All of it. All oh, of it. Um, I do, <laughs> as we touched on with the uh, the the water floods and yeah. what what it reveals. I wish you guys and could have seen shifts. Elizabeth's little hand motion that <laughs> she just did to conjure the water floods. <laughs> um, it's really interesting to think back because about a year ago, mm -hmm. you came over to my house. I was feeling some sticky energy, wanting to call in a shift. This was really the catalyst for mm -hmm. the feng shui, for everything. And we sat down and we chatted for about 45 minutes. We were mm -hmm. essentially doing a clearing mm -hmm. and a conjuring of 
as I was in the space, what I wanted to let go of and what I wanted to call in as I decided that I was going to rearrange everything, mm-hmm. kind of give it a little aesthetic makeover. Yep. Mm. So talk to me a little bit about that because it's so wild in my mind to now be at this place where I have just left the space. Yep. And when we did that, it was kind of, that was... It was a catalyst. That was that was the thing. It was to bring me to the next place. And and I remember, I mean, what, just to use the Pisces analogy, you know, that we've been talking about all episode, it's like when we do it, uh, yes, it's part clearing, part intention setting. And sometimes, you know, one of the ways I'll call it is a house healing, a space yeah. healing, you know. And, and it's almost like we bring in all of the healing energy simply because you asked me to come over and do this. Yeah. We go through the space, we energetically clear, you know, using sage, using smudges of various kinds. We did that episode a long time ago. You remember that? Yep. All the smokes? Yeah. That was a fun app. So good. Um, and so uh, go around and just actually get present in the space and check in with it. And as a healer, you know, I never go into a space presuming that I'm going to fix something or work with a client presuming that I'm going to fix something. You go, you get present, you approach it, and you say, okay, what is this saying to me? So I was sharing my impressions, you were sharing some of your impressions and then gradually we start to synchronize around why this thing in this space doesn't need to be there and again i'm not a feng shui expert right i don't understand where all of these things are supposed to go and why but intuitively i can offer my insight you can offer yours now what was really interesting was that there was a sense that we were uh programming the space intentionally Mm -hmm. for Business excellence for work excellence. Casual excellence. Casual excellence. CK. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Goodbye. <laughs> so yeah, no, and so when we did that, and I remember we were we were like positioning the desk in just such a place, wasn't it? Um, was it von Furstenberg? Who was it? Who was the editor? DVF. Yeah. DVF. We had this picture of DVF from the seventies, yep. and we were that was the the quintessential boss vibe. And so the the other thing that's interesting about it is that, you know, you are a, a space keeper and a space clearer. And so it was really wild to go into your closets and your spaces and and consult and diagnose the energy of these spaces. And if I remember correctly, one of the closets had just been freshly purged. Mm-hmm. And the other one, you were like, we don't need to talk about that the one right now. The scary closet? Yeah, we just, all have one. We're good with that one. And, and so that's what's so interesting is that in a way, I was working with the space to just clock the energy, but then remembering that the space is a reflection of you. So once we started addressing the different elements of the space and connecting it to you and your experience, you know, that's not actually what I what I was doing. I was just calling out the space, but then gradually the relationship between you and the space became clear. And then we're like, we got to do this, 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 get rid of this, move this couch here. This is the work zone. This is the chill zone. This is an interstitial space where nothing should really be except for that's the retrograde lighters. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And I share this experience because I think that this is something we can all do. We can all intuitively tap into our space. And I encourage everyone, if they're thinking of doing a rearrange, especially come spring, it's a big time to do space clearing, um, physical and energetic. To really talk to it and yep. say, what do I want to call in? What do I want to put down? What do I want this to represent? And where do I want this to take me? Yep. And it has taken me exactly where we 
deemed it to take me and that was out of the space. Yeah. And and it was intentionality. It was the intentionality that you were trying to activate this. That That's a great way. If you're doing a healing on the space, know what your intention is going in, look at all of the stuff, all of the spaces, and just keep asking that question, intuiting that question. Is this portion of the space in alignment with that intention? How could it be more in alignment? You know, And go with your gut, go with what comes to you. Theory is, is that I remember saying to you at the end of this, we're done, we finish, and I remember looking around and being like, oh, this is going to change a lot. Bye. This is going to change a lot, right? And and I just, I think it's great just to tie it back to the Pisces thing of just like, it's such a great example of healing came in, work goals were accomplished, all of this stuff happened. It just so happened that in order for you to be fully in alignment with this moment, you had to not be in alignment with that space anymore. Right. You know, and it, it makes sense because because we become who we are inside of these spaces. And, you know, you used to deal exclusively in closets, you know, and th- you lived in that house when that was what you did. Mm-hmm. And and it was clear that that was not what was going on inside that space anymore. But who you were was not was not fully taking up that space yet. And you were staying there sometimes and not staying there other times and like back and forth and all around the place. And then I remember after we did that clearing, you got back in there for a minute. Yeah. You were around and you were really working she with She was it. not letting it go. Her no. eyes were like blowing up and I'm like, Elizabeth, you, were you in your apartment? She's like, yeah. I was like, get out of there. Right? But it's, but it is, but it's this, it's, there is that thing of you got to get your hands dirty too when you're doing deep, 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 deep work like this, when you are effectively rebirthing yourself. Yeah. You know, you, you basically, we zhuzhed the womb and it popped out a new EK. Rebirthed, baby. Yeah. Here I am. Wow. Mikey. You go as Edible Spirit. That's yes. where everyone can find you on Instagram. That's me. And you are truly scrumptious. Thank if you. I do say so myself. Delicious. Um, I want you to tell us, fill us in on the Edible Spirit experience. Thank you for asking. This is the new subscription service from Edible Spirit. Basically, think of it as a, a digital spiritual practice subscription, monthly rate, uh, programmed for the gods, literally and actually, um, mostly through uh, weekly readings that I do. I do a new moon and full moon live stream every two weeks. Do um, I send out a mood board a week before the equinox oh so cute. that we can gather and do a live spring equinox ritual together. And the whole point here is that I wanted to provide people with a service that I would have liked, which was someone who was not an asshole that was going to be on the other line when I was ready to do my spiritual practice, telling me what I needed to do, when I needed to do it, but also not forcing it down my throat. So what's been really fun about the people who've been subscribing since the beginning is that they're getting the hang of it and they're starting to talk to each other. They know how to they know how to consume. They know how to eat the animal spirit experience. And it's super cute because... Um, oh, we do also, I do a live channeling event every three months and then a call-in show like this every three months. So basically it's like, as soon as you're like, we, isn't there something I should be doing for my spiritual practice? You get an email from me and it's like, get on there it. There you go. And I'm going to see you. And so I really wanted people to be able to do as much or as little as they felt like doing while always having a place to go and connect and get into it. So you can find it all on ediblespirit.com and uh, in in the links on my Instagram. And the thing I love about everything you do, you do it with such style and with such this like poetic grace. It's like rituals, but make it fashion. Cosmic, but make it fashion. It's like, it's just served up in this like unique edible platter. Well, and, and it's because this is who I actually am. Again, Mikey Dimitrovich. At Edible Spirit, 
Thank you to all of the lovely ladies that we got to connect oh, with today. That was heaven. So magical. So Anytime magical. Anytime you want me to do that again, I'm here for you. I'm in it. I love you guys so Can't much. Wait. Oh, we love you. Today's Roses and Thorns is brought to you by Green Chef. Guys, Green Chef is a USDA organic certified company which caters home delivery meal plans to your dietary needs from paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, Mediterranean, heart smart, lean and clean, keto, gluten-free, omnivore. I mean, what can't they do? They contain a variety of organic ingredients, and I love – I did the paleo option. Same. And what I really appreciate about this is I love spending time in the kitchen. It's a total meditation for me. And so I was like, I don't know if I'll really quite vibe with a delivery kit, but au contraire. Au contraire. I actually really appreciated it. Not only did I clock the insanely high quality ingredients that were provided, like the meats were so in like top quality, which I always notice, Mm -hmm. but the techniques that they kind of lead you into through the recipes are something I would have never thought of myself. Totally. And it got me out of the the day-to-day rut that I tend to hit when I'm in the kitchen. Yeah, and it introduces different flavors and that I, I'm not usually making like a Tex-Mex barbecue steak and that POVs, yet there I was. As they'll say on Top Chef. <laughs> rubbing mustard all over these meats and I was so into it. Yeah, I, I love the experience. It's so easy. It's like everything is explained in packages just right there for you. What did it take, like 20, 25 minutes yeah, it total? Was I made one for a lunch, and I was from like an office hours working at home day. I took 30 minutes and made myself this amazing Actual meal. dish. Yeah. And what I love is Green Chef, it's like they're doing the grocery shopping for you and most of the prep for the week. So it's just like in this perfectly portioned out bags that it's like have at it. Mm-hmm. And again, it's organic, so you can trust it. You're eating healthy, you're eating clean, and it makes achieving your 2019 goals easy. You have dinner options, lunch options, mix and match. I didn't use the eggs in mine, and I saved them, and then I made them for the next person that came to my house. It was like I had grocery shopping and meals. And we want everybody to try this for $50 off your first box at Green Chef. You can go to greenchef.us slash retrograde. That's greenchef, G-R-E-E-N-C-H-E-F dot U-S slash retrograde. Play that jingle. Roses and thorns. Yesterday, I had a reading with Nikki Novo, who we're going to have on the show soon. You had one as well, I know, and it was awesome. And she, we talked and she gave me a lot to think about. She was really tapping into like where I am and where I want to go. She's a medium who specializes in dating and relationships. Fascinating. Out of Miami, get involved with yeah, everybody. Very, very, very cool. Anyway, she had told me that one of the things that I need to do is like go on, just go on dates. And it's funny because that's something that in getting to I do, she talks about too. She calls it duty dating. Like even if you're like not feeling it or you're like unsure, like you just have to go out and like do it and kind of like rev the engine in that way. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting timing when this at the same time I'm on the phone with her, this guy who we'd met who I'd met at this journaling workshop, which is like the comic in me wants to be like, stop right there. Thank you very much. Um I know you need some of the human touch, but uh <laughs> this is not the place. But we do want to take a moment to just say thank you to Candescent and Allswell and Miss Grass for the journaling workshop. And Laura Rubin for hosting this incredible journaling workshop. Very cool. She's the founder of Allswell. I'm sure we'll get into that on another episode, but they've got really great creatively driven journals and 
her prompts of like put my morning pages into a whole other level. Yeah. Sidetrack. Continue. That was very cool. We like smoked the new candescent vape pen and like journaled to prompts and it was awesome. Anyways, this boy was there and like he was cute, but like I'll be honest, every time that he spoke, I was like, like a guy who journals. I was just like not into it. But then there was this other part of me that was like, Steph, like don't be such a dumb bitch. Like you don't know what you want. Maybe you want a nice guy who's like writing affirmations. And the only reason that I really was even like turning my head towards him is because earlier that day I was at a place in Venice with my writing partner and he was also there and I had taken note of him. Even I said out loud to Aaron, like, that guy with the ponytail keeps looking so at me. So you had seen him earlier that day. And, they were and in then the same you spot. saw him at the journaling workshop. So of course. And then you're on the phone with Nikki Novo, the psychic medium, and she says you need to be like going on as many dates as possible. And in that moment, he texted you. Exactly. Now what? Now what every, any girl in this universe would be like all the things are aligning to tell me I should go out with this person. Right. So we're texting yesterday during the day, and then we decide to meet up in Santa Monica. Now, I live on the east side of Los Angeles, so driving to Santa Monica at 8 p.m. is a trek. But again, I'm like, make the effort. Nikki also told me you need to treat dating like it's your job. Like the tenacity that you go after your career with, you need to go after dating with. So I'm like, interesting, because I'm, I'm not, I'm very passive. I don't really go on dates. I'm just like, whatever, like finger me or get out of my face. <laughs> like I just, but she was like, you need to treat it like that. So this was that opportunity. I was like, great, I'm going to drive to Santa Monica like it's a meeting. Like I would if there's like a true opportunity for me at the end of this situation. <sighs> Get there. It's totally fine. We're talking. It's kind of like I'm processing. I'm like, okay, I can't really hear you. Like I can't. He was a mumbler. He was mumbling so much. And then I kept being like, I'm sorry, you're mumbling. I can't understand. Like this is already like an imbalance and a dynamic of me being like so fucking alpha and being like, you need to emphasize words. Like can't, whatever. But yeah. I wasn't even mad. I was staying in the game. We had like a nice little talk about writing and creativity because we met at the journaling workshop. And then all of a sudden, I don't know where he just blurts out. So anyway, I have a girlfriend. And I was like, what? Okay. <sighs> I literally felt my face get so hot. And like I, I could feel tears welling up in my eyes, not because I cared about this guy, but because I was like fucking embarrassed. I was like, oh. You're like, okay. I drove west. I drove to the beach, bitch. Like, <laughs> what? Like, this is was like 11 miles to get here for you just to tell me this. So he's like, yeah, I have a girlfriend. And then he's like, oh, sorry, should should I have told you that? Like, is that weird? Like, I don't know. Like, I figured, you know, I could have told you on text, but like, I just, I really like wanted to connect with you and like hear what you're all about. And like, so I just didn't want to like make it weird. And I'm like, uh, okay, you really, really should have said that. Like, that's very important Specific. to know. I don't, not to be, like, an asshole, but, like, I don't want new guy friends, like, of in any way right now. I'm shaking my head right now I'm like, for those who can't see. I'm like, was that your girlfriend? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I don't know why she showed up. And I'm like, did you tell her to show up? He's like, I mean, no, I told her we were coming here, but, like, I didn't, I didn't tell her to come. Like, is that weird? I should just, I could just go with her to the bar and, like, you can just leave. Like, I don't know, like, or you can sit with us and, and we can hang out. And I just was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like... I I have no tools to manage this situation. I I'm in shock. And then I'm like, it's cool, dude, but like you can't be like asking girls out on dates and not saying you have a girlfriend. Like Yeah. May if I may interject. Yeah. I my one issue with this of there's so many obvious ones, but one thing I need to point out, like the lack of bravado in how you're explaining that he's able to handle the situation to me is like this 
can't. Upon, upon so many other reasons. Wait, you but mean like, he had... He needs to, like, if he's going to be asking a girl out and have a girlfriend who's also going to show up at the place, like, you have to have, like, some swagger. <laughs> he had zero swagger. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm just dumb. I'm like, obviously, you're so dumb. I sat there talking to them for five minutes, and then I was like, also in my mind, I'm like, okay, are they, like, catfishing me into a threesome? But, like, that totally wasn't what the vibe was at all. It was like he was just a dumb idiot who didn't consider any of the details of the situation, like, at all. And then I just was like, all right, well, like, finish my wine. I had to finish the wine on principle. Just chug it. Oh, yeah, I fucking just <laughs> threw it back. And I was like, all right, I'm like, have a nice life. Like, it was nice to meet you. Like, I don't, I did not know what to say. And, like, I'm still, like, what happened and, like, why? And, like, do I need to tell the universe that I only want to be in a relationship with one yeah, person? Yeah, like, specificity more. <laughs> I didn't know. The that, focus here. Yeah, I didn't know that that was something that needed to be clarified. Uh, like, I know we're modern. We're evolving. We're all poly. I don't know what's going on. But, like, no. Um, it's a no for me. And, yeah, so that was my first attempt at being open, and that's where I was led. So I think it's less openness for Steph. Wow. But actually, Mikey called me this morning and said, like, I saw your story because I put it on Instagram, and he was like, dude, first of all, it's, like, the most Piscean thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, it's so weird and so deep and so convoluted. And he's like, also, I think your lesson, he's like, I could tell from your story that you weren't, like, that stoked in that guy from the beginning. And I wasn't. I had... When I heard what he was saying in the journaling workshop, I was like, bitch, stop. You were duty dating. I was duty dating, but I also T-Y, like. T-Y, not D-I-E. I wasn't feeling called to it. And he's like, I was like, but I was trying to like circumvent that. And he said, you know, as a Scorpio, that's like your number one, like the, to use his words, he's like, your pussy tingles are like the number one like way that you connect with your soul. And if that's not happening, then there's no reason for you to like doubt in your mind whether or not you have a something with this person because you don't because you didn't get that immediate hit. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I kind of already knew that. But again, I'm still just like out here trying to fucking connect. Right. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, sometimes you go on job interviews and the boss has a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to fuck you I anyways. I guess that's the takeaway <laughs> from today. I really don't know. Uh, so yeah, guys, stay tuned. I'll be uh, chronicling these Throwing from now. Throwing down these updates. From now. Oh, I also started reading the book um, Calling in the One. Like, I'm going all in. By June, I'll have a boyfriend. I feel it. <laughs> Everyone's listening and just like, this is fucking pathetic stuff. It's not. It's fun. <laughs> um, wow. Well, Thanks for entertaining that story, y'all. Of course. And thank you to all of um, our lovely listeners who participated in today's Speed Psychic Greetings. Yes. And thank you to Mikey Dimitrovich for just being ever fabulous and wonderful and gracing us <sighs> with your truly – spiritually snatched knowledge uh queen king of snatchery in all areas we love you so much thank you to the people that called in thank you to the people that listened thank you to michelle for listening right now thank you to you elizabeth for being the queen of my heart Aww. queen of my heart body and soul taylor Whoa. swift that's how much i love you i'll sing you taylor <laughs> swift and also we um selected our winner for yes. the amina altai giveaway. So rad. And I just want to say that I I read all the entries and on our iTunes review and I cried last night because I was so touched by all of your words. 
So um, our winner was Arielle, and we reached out to her on a sidebar. But um, thank you so, 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 so much to anyone who entered. And we're going to have a lot more fun stuff like that coming your way. Um, so thank you. Love you long time. Namaste listening. Yes, that's a retrograde.